Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. You know, it's such an honor when you get to do life with people that you learn to love and really like and be, be together. Um, one of the promises of God to me and my wife years ago was that we would reproduce ourselves and others and have spiritual sons and daughters all over the world. And to see the fulfillments of that over the years have, has been some of the most rewarding um, aspects of our life and ministry. We've been in ministry now 36 years and 33 with Now Church. And to have those promises come to pass are amazing. Pastor Chad and Julie Braswell uh, are more than friends. They're really uh, like a son and daughter in the Lord to us. Even though they have a great heritage from their family, their natural family as well. But we've been able to kind of play a role, and they play such a role in our lives as well. I know Pastor Julie's not going to come up today. She's, she did her part. And, uh, but anyway, would you stand up? Let us honor you, Pastor Julie. Stand up and be honored. Pastor Julie Braswell, mighty woman of God, thank you. She shared her testimony throughout the couple's weekend, and it was so powerful. I think a lot of people, you know, the, you, you look at pastors sometimes and you think that, that we were born into some kind of sanctification miracle. And, and it's just not true. We go through struggles and we go through difficulties. And uh, they were very vulnerable and we really appreciate them. But Pastor Chad Braswell has become um, kind of a, one of my missionary uh, uh, adventure uh, co-laborers in Christ. He's been with me now. We've been in over 20 nations together. He is now the senior pastor of Metro Church in Marlboro. Uh, Massachusetts uh, suburb of Boston, and uh, he's uh, he his parents founded the church uh, maybe when you were a baby, weren't you? You're just a little 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 guy. And about seven eight years ago, I had the opportunity to be there for their t- passing the torch to the next generation ceremony because I was connected with both generations, and I thought just what an honor that was. I would like you to get up on your feet today. And give a great now church welcome to a mighty man of God, Pastor Chad Braswell. Open your heart. It is so good to be in God's house, isn't it? Tell your neighbor, it's good to be in God's house. Uh, You guys can be seated. We absolutely love and adore your pastors. Um, They really are family. And uh, I feel a part of the family. And um, just absolutely love even our time with uh, Pastors TK and Kristen. And uh, I just, I travel and run into Ricky all the time. And it's just, their family has become family. I love what God's doing in our church, and I'm honored to be here. Uh, You know, I'm thankful that our church releases us to go and continue to do the things God has on our hearts. Uh, And uh, marriage is something that is very much on Julie and I's heart to continue to sow into. So when they asked us to do the couples weekend, we were just so excited. Hopefully you got something out of that if you were here for the couples weekends. So good. Come on, let's pray and dive into the word. Father, you are so good. Lord, we're, we're thankful to be in your presence that you 
designed the church so that we could draw nearer to you, that you would draw nearer to us, that we could understand your word, that it would transform our lives, and that we would leave change to be more like your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. I, I want to talk to you today about a topic that we have all, every generation from the beginning of time has struggled and had to grapple with. The topic of, of understanding, accepting, and embracing authority. I'm talking about getting under cover. Getting under cover. Now, I know there's some people that just want to shut off already because you already have this disposition towards authority. Can I tell you, God wants to repair some things that have been, some wires that have been crossed. He wants to help bring some understanding to your life that actually his greatest design is us understanding and coming under cover. Ask your neighbor, are you covered? Are you in good hands? <laughs> so look at whether that be spiritual authority that people have struggled with or uh, as we'll dig into later, which Adam and Eve struggled with underneath the covering of God when listening to the serpent over God's commands. Or the natural authority within the family, children disobeying their parents, people raging against governmental authority, or even workers struggling with their boss. There are so many different layers of authority. And there are things that we need to understand about how God designed us and how there is freedom when we are doing it God's way. So before I even start, this, this is a three-part message that I did, uh, and I have just been really excited to bring it to you. But what I will do is I've got to at least come up with a basic understanding of coverings so that we can move forward. I actually am going to do, I don't know how often it happens, but I'm doing a whole different message in the next service. With this, just continuing this concept and this idea to continue to uh, flesh it out for you, so to speak. But what do we know about covering? We know that God created covering for our peace. Say peace. He created covering for our peace. Look at uh, Psalms 9. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Can you say rest for me? Rest. The scripture says that we find Rest. How many people could use a little bit more rest? They could use a little bit more peace. You know, this is a crazy even season. We, we, everyone loves the Christmas season, but how many know as much as we like to sing about peace, it kind of creates a little chaos, a little bit. But here's the thing. God says, look, when it comes to understanding cover, covering is for our peace. And if you learn to come under God's covering, you will find rest in the shadow of his wings. What also do we know about covering? We also not know God created covering for our protection. For our protection. Going on in the exact same chapter, just the very next verse in Psalms 9. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your ramparts. Your shield and your rampart. There is a safety and a protection that comes from being underneath, being under cover. 
let me just tell you, uh, my wife and I, we did something crazy last year and decided to buy another dog. <laughs> and for those that understand, there are dogs and then there are bulldogs. And we decided it'd be cute to buy a French bulldog. And so we bought a French bulldog. And all that is redeeming about this dog is that he's cute. <laughs> we named him Romeo because he looks like a little heartbreaker. And he does break your heart in all the wrong ways. And so Romeo, he is this stubborn, cute little bulldog. And when he does something wrong, and I say, so we named him two names, Romeo Francesco, because when he acts like Frankie the French, he's in trouble. And so when I'm yelling at Romeo, Romeo, and he'll, he'll immediately get up and he'll scurry under a part of a table I can't get to. And at the very, very simple, no one had to teach Romeo that covering was going to create safety. <laughs> Romeo just knew if I can get undercover, he can't get me. And I am 6'2", crawling down, trying to get to him in little tiny Romeo, Romeo, this little run. He's hanging out in the back. I can't get Romeo. And he just understood their safety under covering. Can I tell you the greatest lie the devil, devil ever sold us, ever sold humanity, was that you don't need cover and that you are good on your own. Can I help you understand something? The devil has sold you the lie so that you would position yourself in the field where he is the prowling lion could get you in the open. There's a safety and a protection that comes under cover. So are you covered? Those who choose to dwell under his umbrella, Ella, Ella, <laughs> will enjoy his protection. Humans, I need us to understand this. I'm talking to all humans. Romeo's not here. Um, God created us to cover and to be covered. He created us to cover and to be covered. You and I were created as children to be under our parents' authority. As students, to be under our teacher's authority. As a parent, to be a covering over our kids in our household. As a boss, to be a covering for those under and in your employments. We were designed to be a cover and to be covered. Are you getting this? Because I always tell people, if you don't tell me you're getting this, I'll re-say it 18 different ways till you get it, and you will miss lunch. Okay? And so we were designed to be undercover and be a cover in different areas of our life. And I'm going to say it one more time. The greatest lie the devil ever sold us was that we don't need authority or a spiritual covering. If you're taking notes, another million points in the game of life for you today. Number one, God is the highest authority and covering. There are none above our God. And that's what brings peace to us when we understand that he is Alpha and Omega, the one that is before the beginning and is after the end. He lives outside of time. He is the one. There's no one greater than him. And when we understand that, we can trust his covering. There's no way, there's any way that the Bible tells us no one can pluck us from the hands of our God. How many are thankful for that? He is the ultimate cover over all things. There is no authority above him. There is no power beyond him. All was created by him and is under his commands. John 1 tells us in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was God. The word uh, was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. And we're talking about Jesus, right? And nothing was created except through him. The word 
gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. So what am I trying to say? There was nothing without him. He is powerful than anything. He's the most powerful, and it's the reason we have to get this, because you need to understand every alignment that you have to have in your life has to be under God's covering because he's the greatest cover. You can't just be a good son to your father but disrespect God's covering. You can't just be a good child to your parents but disrespect other authorities. God is trying to make sure that we have an alignment. He's the greatest covering. And as long as we're under his umbrella, as long as we're under his covering, we can trust him with the results. Will it get sloppy? Yeah. Will it get messy? Sometimes. How many here like a good movie? How many here like a good story? Maybe you're a bookworm. You just love reading good stories. Tell me the last time you read a good story that didn't have some pretty rough parts that needed some plot twists. The best movies you've ever experienced or loved, your favorite movie had some, some, it could not work if something didn't happen, but then something finally happens. See, we want to be a powerful testimony, but we don't want any testing or moaning. We want a powerful story, but we don't want to be the illustration he uses. You can't have it both ways. Life is not easy, and it's tough, but when we stay under his cover, we can believe the plot twist is coming. There's a plot twist coming for someone in here if you would just remain undercover. Oh, number two, God created us to be a covering. Genesis 1.27, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over, say over. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God is calling us to be a covering. It says, then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that is fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And all the beasts of the earth and the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And so, and it was so. God saw all that he made and he said it was very what? Good. Very good. So not only did God make something very good, the order in which he put it, he called good. The order that he brought. Not only did he make us, he made us in his image. He made us to be covered by him, but then to be over and created an order in which we become a covering as well. Are you getting this? God created us to be a covering. We were created to manage and care for and cover life on this earth. Yes, we should care and manage what we can to take, uh, you know, care of the things God gave us on this earth. But can I just let some people rest a little bit? I'm I'm just going to read what the scripture says. Let's rest in the fact that God is over above all things. He is God. He is all-powerful. And he did say that we have the ability to take care of his earth, and we should take care of his earth. But he said as long as the earth exists, as long as it persists, there will be seed time and harvest. There will be hot and cold. Someone just needs to have a little bit of peace. The world's not going to end until God says it's over. God did not make a world where we could just absolutely destroy it in a way that he goes, oh, man, I wasn't ready for that. Look what you did. (laughs) He's God. 
We should manage and take care of the things that he's given us. Yes? But we don't have to lose peace over it. He's God. We're under his cover. Are you in good hands? So us being a covering within a specific design is what God created us to be. The problem is when we decide to try and be a cover, we weren't supposed to be. I'm going to go there in a little bit. I'm just going to button that back up, zip it back up, and we'll get there. But listen, we were designed to be like God and create and manage and cover, but not to be our own God. That's difference. God says, I am God. I created you in my image and in my likeness, but you are not me. You are to be like me in form and function. You are to be creative. I see Pastor Lindsay up here getting all creative, and I'm like, man, he's like a god behind those ivy keys. This man is just like, and his voice, where does it come from? From the bottom of his feet. He just, it just comes up. And before I even came to Now Church, I had to watch a couple videos of Pastor Lindsay leading worship in London, and I'm like, oh, I just got a little bit more spiritual. A little bit more holy. <laughs> Why? Because we have form and function, but we are not God. Pastor Lindsay has the ability to be the vessel and be like God and be a covering for the spiritual uh, praise and worship of this church, but he's not God, nor does he think he is. But here's the thing. All of us in our own worlds, we have form and function. We're called to be a covering. We're called to do amazing things and be creative, but we were never called to be God. And the world we live in, that's where we see the problem. Everyone wants to say they believe in God, but they want to be their own God. I believe in God, but I've just made my own Chad's international version. I live my life based on what I believe God meant, not what he actually said. What I'm going to do is I'm going to claim the covering, but the reality is I don't live under the covering. I just talk about the covering from afar, so as if I would be covered by the covering. God created principle. He created, and he's not a respecter of persons, but of principle. He loves when people take him at his word and live by his word and stay undercover. Are you getting this? And so when it comes to spirit, the spiritual aspects of life, God clarifies how we should consider and act in response to our spiritual authorities. Hebrews 13, 17, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account do. Uh, do this, uh, that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Well, Pastor Chad, that seems pretty self-serving. Well, not really, because I'm not in my own church. Although I did preach this in my own church, so it seemed even more self-serving the day I preached this. But know what I told my church? I said, church, I know you think I'm trying to say something that's self-serving, but I was thinking about it, and I didn't know what other church to send you to to learn actual godly principles because you were called to this church. So if you're called to this church, I have to preach the things that even you think are self-serving just so you can understand what God's cover actually looks like. Who's a pastor supposed to send them to if God has called them to be the shepherd over the flock? There are going to be times where you go, ow, I stepped on my toes, or why is he preaching that? Because it's principles that are in God's word that he is required to teach or bring a guest speaker in to teach. Whatever it might be, we have principles that we need to know. Nudge your neighbor and say, you need to know this. If God made all things good and to be under his authority, where did the struggle with authority begin? Because right now, we're, uh, this whole message is, is, is called covered, but this specific part that I'm preaching is now called the origins of rebellion. Number three, the devil was the first to challenge God's authority. 
He was the first to challenge God's authority. Oftentimes, those who think of God and the devil just assume they've battled. There was a battle between good and evil that has raged on from the beginning. That's not true. It didn't rage on from the beginning. That they think that the devil has just always existed and was always fighting God from the beginning. That's not true. That's not the case. God's word says God saw. Remember, we just read in Genesis. God saw all that he made and said it was very good. How can God make everything and say it's very good if something's not good? When he made it, it was good. Know what the problem became? The devil decided that he could be the cover. The devil decided that he could be God. There became a moment where, uh, you know, the devil decided he was good enough to be able to do it too. And so that means that all was good before it wasn't all good is what I'm really getting at. Satan is the first to try and usurp God's authority. There was no sin nor Satan until Lucifer allowed pride to rise up and he tried to become the ultimate authority, which rebelled against God's order and against his authority. Ezekiel 28, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, turquoise and emerald, all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. This is referring to Lucifer. They were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained you. God ordained and anointed the devil before he was the devil when he was Lucifer. So I ordained and anointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. Another, uh, another version says the anointed cherub who covers. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. Your rich commerce led you to violence and you sinned. So I banished you in disgrace from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O mighty guardian, from the place among the stones of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty. Your wisdom was corrupted by your love of splendor. So I threw you to the ground and exposed you. Can I tell you something today that's going to be earth shattering maybe? <laughs> the first sin was not from Adam and Eve. It was the devil. You need to know that everything God created as good has the ability to go wayward and leave the covering. Everything and every one. The devil, he looks to usurp authority. Isaiah 14, how you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne Above God's stars. What's he saying? I'm going to be the covering. I'm going to be over all. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and will be like the most high. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. Are you starting to understand where the origins of rebellion come from? Are you starting to understand that just being rebellious is more than just being rebellious? It's actually practicing the principles of Satan. Someone's toes got a little hurt there. We in church, it's just supposed to feel good. No, we're supposed to get better. We're supposed to be better. 
So again, to rebel against authorities, to practice this <laughs> practice of Satan's principle. So the devil said, I will ascend to the heaven and set my throne above God's stars. Basically, I will be the covering. I will be my own God. How many times do we see that nowadays? Uh, the way they live, no matter what they claim, you can tell they're their own God. They, they, they don't respect Sabbath. They don't, they don't respect coming to God's house regularly. If I get there, I get there. But otherwise, I'm good. I'm covered. By who? God's got me, but the covering's there. And you're over here claiming the covering that God put over there. He goes with, with me wherever I go. But what, what about when he tells you to come over here and you're over there? Hmm. Hmm. I need a drink of water. It's getting dry in here. <laughs> you're making this awkward for me. So how many are living the same way today, choosing to be their own God, trying to be their own covering? All sin, all evil, all envy, all authority, all those issues stemmed from the father of lies. Satan, the Bible tells, tells us that he doesn't know how not to lie. Lying is his native language. Jesus even tells the Pharisees and the Sadducees that they won't accept him as God's authority because they are given over to the lies of the devil. John 8, 42, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I've come here from God. I've not come on my own. God sent me. This is my language. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out the father's, your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. He is a sinner and the father of sins. There was no sin before him. Let's, let's talk about the origins of rebellion. Let's talk about wanting to be our own covering. This is a lie that we have been sold generation after generation. See, the devil doesn't even need to make you bad. He just needs to make you think you're okay doing it your way. I'm not really that bad. I mean, compared to that per person, I'm not that bad. You're still not undercover. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I might not be horrible, but I certainly understand. I have good intentions. If Jesus didn't, I mean, if Jesus had to come and die, your intentions won't work. What am I saying? If my good intentions were enough, he wouldn't have had to come. It does not matter how well you mean to do it. It matters about how well we follow through. God has created principles. He has created a covering. Number four, the devil taught humans how to undermine authority in heaven and on earth. There was no authority issue until the serpent created them. Genesis 3, 4, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the fruit. Does anyone else wonder why on earth she's so okay with talking to an animal? It didn't startle her like, like, you know, normally when angels show up, they're like, don't fear. And this, it's just like a serpent hanging out in a tree talking. To, does that mean like every other animal was talking to? She wasn't surprised by it. Does that mean in heaven I can talk to a kangaroo? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Do you not read your Bible like that? That's crazy. You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. 
You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You will be like God. The serpent was literally selling the same thing that was enticing to him, wanting to be above the stars. Hey, if you do this, you will be like God. Can I tell you this? When we find ourselves considering whether to obey God's word or try to justify and redefine what we think God meant by trying to look at it from an obscure angle, we're playing a very dangerous game. It says Eve looked at the fruit. She kept looking at the fruit. Can I tell you some of you need to put the lie away and stop looking at it? Some of you need to stop taking it from another angle and trying to justify the very thing that God said no. Because listen to me, God said what he meant and he meant what he said. So how do we know that? By getting in his word and knowing what he said. We try to overcomplicate his word to find loopholes for our own agenda. The best way to practice our faith is truly just to keep it simple. Just keep it simple. When I think about that, I think about this umbrella, this umbrella. And every time we start to believe what the enemy is saying, did God really say? We start to go down that road. We start to get out from under the cover. Did God really mean? Well, what does that fruit look like? Let me look at it from this angle. Let me talk to somebody else. I know what God's word says because she said what she was not supposed to do. She knew the word of God. Hmm, I hope you're getting this. We need to say, actually, God said that. That is what God said. I'm getting undercover. We need to look at it from the other side and say, no, no, no. I understand what you're trying to do, devil. And devil, not today. Genesis 3, 6, when the woman saw the fruit from the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and ate it. Can I tell you, let me just, from another angle here. First of all, we know Adam was close enough to give it to. Adam was in earshot of evil. Okay, let's, let's just for one minute, let's also talk about covering. Let's go quickly through Genesis. God created the heavens and the earth. He separated, right, you know, dark from light. He, he made the world. He separated, uh, you know, dry land from, from the wet. You know, he created the, the birds of the air and the, the animals of the field. He created the world to be perfect to then create humankind, mankind. He never creates, you know, we want a dream. Oh, there's a whole other message. But we want our dream, but we don't create the environment to sustain the dream. We want our dream, and we want our dream tomorrow. We want it to be like a lottery, but we've never created anything to sustain the dream. God created the whole world to sustain mankind. Are you getting this? It's like having a goldfish but not having an aquarium. It's going to die in the bag. Okay? But the point is this. God created the earth. He created Adam. He gave Adam the rules of the garden. Later on, we find out Adam... It wasn't good for him to be alone, so Adam created Eve. But know what we never see again? We never see Eve being explained by God what the rules of the garden are. We see a covering created. That man was called to be a covering for his wife. And know what we see fail? We see Adam fail to be the covering for his family. 
He was within earshot. He knew the rules. He was supposed to explain what God's intentions were of the garden and what we were supposed to do. And he failed to uphold his call. We're called to be covered, but we're called to be coverings in our life. Adam failed to be the covering for his family, and so went mankind. Are you getting this, church? We always want to blame it on Eve. She shouldn't have been talking to the serpent, but he knew the rules. He was supposed to be the covering for his family. I got to keep moving because time's not slowing down. Number five, when we leave God's covering, we attempt to cover ourselves. Genesis 3, 7, after they ate the fruit, then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to man, where are you? Are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you not to eat from? It says that literally, in fear from coming out from underneath the covering, they created coverings for themselves. They now knew they were no longer covered by God. They had broken the principle. They had sinned against what God had created, and now they realized, I need to make my own covering. The problem is we see people day in and day out doing everything they can to make their own covering, but we live in a new era and age of grace where we can just ask God to forgive us and get back under the cover. We don't have to continue to live outside the cover. Maybe today your eyes are open and you realize you're the person that claims Jesus but lives like hell. Maybe today you realize you think good intentions are going to get you there, but they're not. Maybe today you realize you're not being a good covering to your children and that you can't let them be the head. They're not meant to be the head of the family. They're meant to come under your covering. Stop letting them lead you. You lead them. There's some families, oh, my family just needs help. You need to read your word and do what it said. Oh, I don't like him. I hope he doesn't come back. <laughs> when we leave God's covering, we attempt to cover ourselves. The greatest thing we could ever do, my wife and I, we've got two girls, 14 and 11, almost 12 and 15. Good Lord Almighty. Oh, I'm back. But the greatest thing I could ever do to them is teach them that there is no greater authority than God's word. Listen to me, girls. As I sit down, I tell them, the world is going to tell you a whole bunch of stuff. And they're going to they're gonna sell it to you as if it's the real deal. They're going to sell it to you as if it were God's word. But if it does not filter through God's word, it is not. Like his word is the greatest authority. There's nothing anyone, there's never been a new revelation that needed to be added to scripture. There's a scripture for that. Listen, if you live and you put that Bible down and you stand on that word and that is the foundation of your life, you will be okay. You will be okay because you will live a life. You will build a life. You will eventually build a family under his cover and that's what matters. Are you covered? Don't allow the devil to tempt you, to tell you it'll be okay, to tell you you can be your own covering. You can create your own covering. 
Well, you know, I went to that church and I liked about 80% of what was going on, but there's about 20% I didn't like. So I'm going to start my own home church, even though I was never called to be a pastor, even though I can't even rule and reign my own family, even though my kids don't even rise up and call me blessed. I'm going to be a covering that God has not called me to be. Wake up! The rebellion has started. We're reading the origins of rebellion, but we're seeing them in hearts and in lives and in homes. Wake up. Smelling salts. Somebody slap your neighbor. No, don't really do that. (laughs) That would have been... (laughs) I always kind of wait to hear if I hear one. (laughs) Like, Man, that person was quick to the draw. They wanted to get that one out fast. Well, you know, right after couples weekend... (laughs) Someone wasn't listening. (laughs) Number six, rebellion towards authority reveals our position towards God. Rebellion towards authority reveals our position towards God. Romans 13, 1 and 2, everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from? I don't think you said it like you mean it. All authority comes from? Say it like you mean it. All authority comes from? And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And they will be what? Punished. Now the New Testament clarifies through Jesus' teaching and the apostles' example that we do not lay down our faith or obedience to God's word if an earthly authority asks it of us. Or demands it of us. That would be undermining our greatest covering. There are levels of authority. What does that mean? What it means is my wife, although she's amazing and I don't deserve her. She understands the scripture's authority and the covering. And she is much smarter than me in many other areas. (laughs) But she does. She says, look, I've prayed about it. I think this. What do you think? And I say, well, I kind of think this. And she goes, okay, well, let's go with what you think. She will submit but she's, she's always heard. Some husband needs to hear that. She's always heard. And half the time, she's right. <laughs> Probably more than half. <laughs> some of y'all need to get yourself a Proverbs 31 wife who knows how to discern some things, right? But here's, here's the point. The point is this. If I was ever to tell her or ask her to do something that is not jiving with the word of God, her greater authority is that with God, not with me. What she is saying is that it's not that she's not going to stay. It's not that she doesn't want to stay under my covering. It's that I've moved outside of God's covering and she stayed under the umbrella. Are you getting that? If, if the government asks you to do something that, that is not under God's umbrella, then guess what? Now that's a different conversation. If your boss asks you to do something underhanded and it doesn't settle under the word of God, and you, that they may be an authority in your life, but they're not the greatest authority. There are layers. Onions have layers. There are layers. Shrek for anybody. Didn't get that. The governance, the abuse of authority will be dealt with at a different level. Here's the thing. A lot of people, when they hear us talk about authorities, whoa, I'm almost out of time. They hear us talk about authority. Their biggest concern is what about people that misuse and abuse authority? If you read God's covering, you come to find out when you read his word that he actually is a greater, he has a greater judgment for those that lead. What does that mean? For those that teach, for those that preach, for those people. Can I tell you, you're not required to have to try and police the person above you. 
God already has that covered. And you don't have to sleep at night with a greater judgment as that person does. Let's just be good with how God created it. Let's live under his authority and allow God to be the judge and the jury of everything that we can't control. Someone hear this. If a human asks you to disregard God's word, don't disregard God's word because he's the greatest authority. We, we don't want to talk and look uh, you know, to rebel just because we prefer something different either. We need to be reminded that God will judge the atrocities of undermining authorities. You will be judged for the way that you handle the authority over your life. All of us will be judged. Let us be careful not to undermine what God has placed over us. And as I close, because I'm out of time, I need you to hear this. Can I see that umbrella real quick? There's something that we, we understand when it comes to authority. Thank you. We understand when it comes to covering. We understand in the natural this illusion that the umbrella has a handle, right? It's, it's, it's a reality to us. But when I talk about the umbrella and the covering spiritually, the devil will sell you the concept that the handle is there for you to control. Can I tell you the handle's there for you to hold on because storms are coming. It's not there for you to control. It's not for you to say, well, you know what? That just, that was, the pastor read my mail and that was just too much and I don't trust him. He's been trolling my Facebook all week to preach that message just for me. You're not that important. I got more things and better things to do with my time and you ain't it. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to take this covering and I'm going to walk over here and I'm still covered. I'm just, it's going to take me about 18 months to find another church because I'm church heart. I'm church heart and you don't know anything about that. So I'll create my own covering. After all, I've got a handle in my hand and I, I truly believe that that carries with me. Can I tell you the devil? What he's done is he made you believe that you have a covering, but it's an illusion. There's nothing above you. It's just a lightning stick. It's a rod for the devil to attack you and strike you and beat you down because you came out from under the cover and you believe you're okay, but rebellion has been a lie. And what the devil has tried to do in your world, he succeeded in because he thought, oh, I can help you. You'll know better. Rebellion will create all sorts of issues. Stay under cover. Don't have the illusion that you can create your own cover. Trust God's word. Trust God's process. Trust that God will handle the misuse of authority with a greater level. And just say, God, I'm going to be judged for how well I stay undercover. Let us be people who stay undercover. Did you receive the word today? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes today? Man, God loves you so much. He doesn't want you hurt. He doesn't want you to have to go through those struggles and those trials. Today, my hope is that you'll understand half the time that those storms came and we, we blamed God for not covering us. It was actually us that came out from undercover. And that he wanted to be our shield and stay. He wanted to be our rampart. He wanted us to be safe under his wings. But we've been sold a lie that we can have it both ways. One day, God is going to have us all stand before him. And we're going to be judged, not for how good of a leader we had over us, but how good 
we were at following God's word and his principle. And that leader and that authority and maybe that governmental authority, maybe that, that, that uh, earthly authority, they're going to stand under God's judgments at a higher level of judgments. And if they failed those they were leading, they're going to stand accountable for that. But that is not you to be uh, judge and jury over. Can I tell you, by, when, when you see a pastor fall or when you see a leader fall, for you need to try and follow down and, and, and follow what ended up happening to them. How did they end up getting, uh, you know, uh, you know how, did, how did God fix them or how did God judge them? What you're really saying is I don't trust that God is just, so I've got to figure out for myself what happened to them. Really what it is is, God, I know you rise one up and put another down. I know you're the one that elevates. You're the one that promotes. And I don't, I don't have control of who's in authority. I just have control of knowing your word and staying on your word and trusting your word. And being a good disciple, which is a disciplined follower of Jesus. God, I'm going to trust that you're going to do what you need to do with those levels of authority. But I'm going to stay under authority. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I know Pastor Richard has always already invited you to come to know Jesus. I want to say a prayer for those that if they were truly honest with themselves, they have struggled to stay under authority. I want to pray that there would be a breaking of that rebellion, that there would be a breaking, that the chains would be unlinked, that it would be torn off you today because you understand God's word now. You're no longer ignorant to it. We can't have it both ways. God, I pray. Right now, for every person in this place, for every person in this place that's saying, I need to get back under your cover. I need to get back under your authority. I need to learn to trust again, even though I was hurt before, even though that uh, someone did me wrong before. And I, I still need to trust that you're handling that situation with them, but I need to trust that you're good and that as long as I stay under your cover, under your authority, Lord, You'll continue to have my back. You'll continue to protect me as I'm under the shadow of your wings. Father, I pray right now, chains broken. In Jesus' name, I pray the rebellious spirit, that it would fall off, that people would let go of the things they've clung to as some form of safety blanket, but actually, it's dangerous, and it's from the pit of hell. I pray that they would no longer practice the principles of Satan, but they would embrace covering, understanding you've created us to be a cover, but to always be covered by you, Jesus. Just wherever you are right now, no one's looking around right now. Just under your breath in your own hearts. If that's you, just say, sorry, God. I'm sorry. I'm not going to justify the means any longer. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm coming back undercover today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.